Green Future Growers, welcome to Season 3. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes for free or follow on your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. Hey everyone, this is Jackie Marie Beyer here on the mic. It is Saturday, April Third just got off an amazing grow live with Patty Armbruster. Um, if you are not following us on YouTube, I can't tell you the golden seed she drops. It's hard to post the audio of it because she seems to be doing a lot of. I know it says Q and A, but she actually makes it like a full on workshop full of her. About you know what a great educator she is. She just can't help it, um, and so she makes these presentations ahead of time, so you can watch the YouTube channel. Um, and I just really want to encourage you to check it out. Follow us. Um, if you become a patron, you can get some extra bonus time where you get your personal questions answered, um, where people have been like, other members have been sharing, um, what's going on in their garden. You would not believe how many seeds Eileen Catrone has growing and where she has come. It is no wonder she got the Golden Listener of the Year Award last year, and Hoping to go see her if I get to go see my mom at the end of the month. Fingers crossed. Everything goes well. Um, so exciting there. I also want to talk to you about Earth Day coming up. So April 22nd is Earth Day 2021. If you don't have a plan or if you don't listen to us until Earth Day, you can always start them. But um, I'm going to replay Joan Gregerson's interview that I played at the beginning of January when it was 90 days away. Now it's barely three weeks away. Um, but I always feel like three weeks might be just enough time. Like sometimes it's good to have that pressure of a quick thing. Plus, um, you know, maybe you're going to make your goals just a little bit smaller, but sometimes like, you know, thinking, Oh, this is only going to take me three weeks is perfect. And like, it seems like 350.org did a thing where they were like three weeks is just the right time. And Bill McKibben's, um, what is his book that he wrote? The, um, global, I don't know, he wrote a book and it seems like they planned their first Earth Day celebration in three weeks and had an outrageous number of people come way back when he started 350.org in the, oh my goodness, when did I go to that? 2009? 2009, I attended my first 350.org event in on Long Island and they had started like a year or two before that even. I think, but anyway, so Joan wrote the Climate Action Challenge workbook, and there's also, if you go to her website, you can get a great deal, you can download them. I went to the UPS store, printed the workbook, I printed a copy for me, a copy for my mom that I'm taking to New York with me, and then I was able to read the, the textbook that goes with the workbook in about two hours, one Saturday afternoon on my Kindle. Um, and then the printed copy of the workbook, I've started filling in um, my own copy. And I think when you buy it, like her whole thing, the Green Team Academy is based on teams. So I think when you buy the one copy from her website, then you can share with your 
team because her foundation is it's all about the team and it, and it's true if you want to get a change at your school board or your lecture company or your community and she's very about local you know and Alexandra Casio Cortez talks about going local uh, Jane Fonda when I go to the Greenpeace Fire Drill Fridays it's all about starting local you know Stacy Abrams who the big community organizer down in Georgia it all starts local and I've known this for years if you want to get a national day like I really think we need to get election day to go back when I was a kid we had election day of Veterans Day off I mean I remember it was like Tuesday and Thursday in the fall of the same week we were off from school both of those days. Um, you know, we really need to get a polling place. It'd be great to have every elementary school be a polling place. We need to be able to have um, people to be able to volunteer to be a poll worker, for people to be able to go to the polls. We've got to get rid of these long lines in voting um, so everybody has the opportunity to vote. It's just super important that everybody has a right to cast their vote, whether you're a Republican, a libertarian, a libertarian, a Democrat, a progressive Democrat, because I swear I've been fighting with the Democrats and the progressive Democrats more than I have with the Republicans, I think, this year, or at least as much. Um, and, and whoever you are, whatever, you know, I, I've worked side by side next to so many Republicans. There's so many great ones in my community. Um, if you heard my conversation with um, Eddie uh, Br- Bramia Br- from the Eden Garden, um, you know, he was a big, uh, worked for George W. Bush, you know, and and we were talking, you know, it's, we've got to get back to, and I've been listening to Hillary Clinton's podcast we've got to get back to working together who did she she just interviewed um uh the soccer player abby warbach i think and abby talked about how the way they run the world finals not everybody on her team agreed with her point of view but they were a team and she respected her teammates they showed up and worked hard together because it was every single person on that team is what enabled those women to get that World Cup soccer final. So we're all going to do it together. So I'm sorry. I, I My husband says, don't talk politics. What are you doing? You're polonizing people. So I apologize if I've had any rants that have offended anybody. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I know that we all... If you're listening to my podcast, you care about taking care of our planet and you care about growing green, um, healthy food for you, for your family, for your kids. You want to eat organically. Um, You know, that's a big struggle we all have. I think, you know, you hear me say I'm the organic eater I, I and the cost of healthy food at the grocery store and and even like you know when you buy organic oats they're probably being watered with water that either maybe comes out of this pacific ocean that like you know what happened to that nuclear explosion in japan two years ago where's all that nuclear waste coming from you know they're finding in organic oats the water that waters those plants has so much glyphosate and roundup in it 
Um, even if you're getting organic oats, a lot of times you're still going to see that in your own system. So we all need to work hard to take care of our local, um, environment. And so Joan is hosting the green earth virtual summit. Um, I think it's April 17th through April 30th or the 22nd. I'm sorry. I will try to make sure I post the dates. I'm going to replay my interview with her maybe once, maybe twice, just so to make sure everybody has a chance to hear it. I know I've been downloading, uploading a lot of content, so I, I hope that's good. Um, that you're enjoying. I know it's a lot. I, I It's been hard for me. I haven't hardly listened to a podcast since uh, November because my treadmill broke. I haven't driven anywhere. I've been stuck inside. So I don't really listen to podcasts at my house. But yesterday I got to go to the woods with my dogs. We did two and a half miles. Um, and hopefully I will be back in my car soon. I will be back to running. I got the part ordered for to fix my treadmill. Hopefully now the ice is melted, I'll be back to walking down my road and walking in the woods. Um, and back to listening to podcasts, my podcasts, other people's podcasts. Um, sorry if there are any mistakes. Uh, usually I try to listen to the podcast after it posts on Amazon. I know at the beginning of Megan Keynes, there was a blank spot for like a minute in the original one. I, um, put out somehow between the end of the growers promo and uh when she started talking <laughs> uh, so i usually try to listen but um if you ever hear something like that please don't hesitate to let me know because um i know i've been dropping a lot of um podcasts doing season three ahead of time so i don't know if that's been good or bad for you um, oh, I also want to talk about what I've been growing. Like, I so uh, did you hear? Did I talk about like my goal this year was to grow more marigolds, zinnias, snapdragons, and sunflowers than ever before? Because one, those are three plants that really brighten up my garden. Last year, I just felt like I couldn't afford to buy enough petunias. Mike always struggles with because they need a heat mat to get sprouted. Um, in Germany, and he said snapdragons are tough, but we've got the snapdragons, and even the snapdragons I transplanted are still growing. Like, I've grown more already this year, I think, than I do in most years. And I got the soil blocker out. It was so fun. It was so much easier than I thought. Now, yes, did I get my soil heated up and mixed with water to just the perfect consistency? But we just used the um, Pico... We buy, uh, down in Big Arm, there's this giant farm, or I don't know what it is. It's like this compost heat. It's got like the peat moss, the perlite. It's got everything mixed together, but you can buy bags of it because I found photos I've taken of bags of it. So like if you're in Missoula, you don't have to go buy the $175, we've been seeing on Facebook, $200 bags of it advertised, delivered down. Um, it's, it's, where is it? Big Arms by Ardley here in Montana. I mean, we bought two huge bags, um, and we might still go get two more because we just use a ton of dirt for starting plants. And Mike likes to fill like the big things that I filled with the tomatoes last year. Um, and then this year, Patty was just talking about how 
continually people are throwing it away because once you use that in a pot, um, it kind of loses nutrients. But you can put it in your deep beds and mix it with some compost. Mike's been mixing it with um, for each bucket he takes out. He gets like a five. He he takes it out of these giant pot containers that he had. Those cloth you know pots, the cloth pots that I have my tomatoes and peppers in. So for each. He'll take it out of there, fill a five-gallon bucket, and I think those giant cloth containers hold like two five-gallon buckets um, or any kind of deep beds that we filled with it. He takes it out of there, mixes it with uh, an equal amount of manure and I think an equal amount of um, the organic straw, and then he's putting that and spreading it in the mini farm to kind of build up our organic matter out in the mini farm. And I want to say the first year of the mini farm was 2013 or 2014. So this is seven years in. He's also hoping as soon as our roads open. So in Montana, in the spring, um, the frost comes out of the road. And so our actual pavement, you cannot drive a heavy pickup truck when the frost is coming out. So they close the roads for like three weeks. I think yesterday I saw it said like you have to have... Um, an axle or a tire for every 350 tons or I don't know if you have roads closed you know when you can drive on them so he's talking about going and getting six loads of manure from someone local people have been posting in the Facebook group I have horse manure you can come get my horses haven't been fed you know any chemicals they have hay straw people have goats people have so you know check your Facebook groups Get some of that good local, um, not chemical. Make sure they haven't been eating any kind of chemical. Hey, for your garden, you'd be surprised at the free resources out there if people are throwing away soil. Patty's been talking about a lot of fish heads, um, using, you know, putting some fish in your compost if you can. So I've been thinking about trying to see my grandson's a big fisherman if I can get some of that from him. Um, you know, the parts that he throws away, the tail and the spine and the, um, the fish heads, if you don't eat the fish heads. Um, but I can't recommend enough Jones Climate Action Challenge workbook, um, the, the textbook that goes with it. Um, but just do something for Earth Day, whether you're, you know, wanting to connect with someone to start a recycling program in your area. If you want to start a garden, your own garden. Um, a community garden, a school garden. I saw somebody the other day in San Diego posting, uh, they have a school garden that needs someone to take it up. Tammy Jolin Rock, I was thinking of you. Aren't you down in San Diego at the zoo? You might have too much going on, but, um, you know, maybe there's somebody out there. If you love collecting compost, there's probably somebody out there that hates collecting compost. You can get their compost. Maybe there's a, um, you know, the coffee place in our town, I thought, oh, somebody's already getting their coffee ground. She was so happy for me to come. And, uh, was it last fall or uh, it had to be before it froze. I went and brought home five, five gallon buckets of coffee grounds. Two of them sat out all winter and the other three I put in our compost bins. So You'd be surprised at the resources out there, people that want you to collect their scraps, and that will help. I know a lot of the people in the Grow Live that are showing up that are patrons 
um, that are supporting Patty and I in the Grow Live community, um, with our Grow Live on Saturday mornings. If you're not coming, we would love to see you there. If you can't make it on Saturday, you know, post your question. We'll make sure it gets answered. Um, let us know what we can do for you. Uh, I've been in the Western Montana Gardening Facebook group a lot this spring, and so has Mike. Um, there's tons of new gardeners here in Montana. Uh, I'm also in a New York one and a main gardening group I've been answering. You know, what's your local community um, Facebook group? I told Eileen, isn't there a New Jersey group? Like, she has so many seedlings. <laughs> Patty and I were like, do you know how many eggplants you're going to get? Where are you going to keep all those eggplants? She's like, well, my husband cooks a lot of eggplant. And we were like, that's enough eggplants for a restaurant. I was like... You should have a little garage sale of just your seedlings. And I'm having the same problem with my Snapdragons. I ordered a bunch of copies of the Organic Oasis guidebook. And as soon as I get my second shot and I can get out there and start speaking again, I was thinking I could take little Snapdragon seedlings because I have... um, I managed to transplant probably 30 of them in a tray of the soil blocks, and then Mike transplanted 30-something, you know, and I was just hoping to get 25 snapdragons for me. I mean, even last year from Erica, I only bought, like, four because <laughs> I couldn't afford to buy more. Like, But those were the only snapdragons I had last year. So, um, anyway, the big reason I want the marigolds is... Mike usually always grows marigolds, and I don't know why last year he didn't, and so I had to buy them from Erica, and I just, you know, I thought her prices were great, but also, like, it just, you know, I just didn't have that last year, and this year, you know, I'm working from home virtually, very part-time, I'm on unemployment, although hopefully now with Montana opening up, I'm going to, you know, get back to work full-time soon um you know i've had very sporadic virtual unemployment i mean virtual employment working for some podcasters which i am ready to say get me off my computer (laughs) i just want to tell this guy i can't do this anymore i can't stare at this computer um some of these podcasters their shows are interesting and it's been i guess i've been listening to those shows um, and I have been teaching a few kids on this kid pass thing online. Um, but again, very sporadic, way too much time at my desk. I have been working on a, um, some children's books. I, I'm meeting with an agent, hopefully at the end of the month. So we'll see what happens with that. A children's book illustrating agent, fingers crossed there. Um, but really I just want a job where I'm moving, I go to work, I socialize with other people. Um, again, this summer I signed up to mow a few people's lawns. I thought, oh, maybe I can start an organic lawn care mowing business. Um, but I just, I found two customers and I think I'm just going to stick with theirs and see how that goes because at least I can commit to doing that on Saturday. I have no idea what to charge these people. Um, but I was telling Mike one day, I was like, oh, if I could just have a job this summer mowing lawns, wouldn't that be nice? Because I love mowing lawns. It's my guilty pleasure. Patty just did a workshop on um, growing food instead of lawn. And I know there's a big push to get rid of lawns. But for Mike and I, where we live, our lawn is our fire break. Um, you know, we have a huge amount of fire break around our house. 
We're very nervous with all the people moving in. There's been way too many posts on Facebook lately already about people burning and obviously all these newbies moving in here don't know what they're doing, don't know a lot about living in the forest. They're like, oh, how do I burn a burn pile? Fortunately, other people are jumping in there and answering their questions quick enough, but... um you know, where we live, we do need a certain amount of fire break and lawn. And I just, it's one of my favorite jobs. So, um, again, I'm rambling. It's been 20 minutes, but I just wanted to encourage you. If you're thinking about Earth Day and it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Get Joan's book. Join a team. Um, I see the Sunrise Movement has a Green New Deal. They're going out to... Uh, Knock on doors and campaign for um, the Green New Deal coming up uh, in Missoula on Saturdays at 12 o'clock. That um, after I get back from visiting my mom in New York, if I get to go to New York, I would love to join those guys and promote the Green New Deal. Of course, they might only be doing that through April while Congress is home. Um but just really importantly, Jane had this kid on the other day who was talking about one of the first... Actually, did I interview him? I need to release that. Was it on Jane's show or is he... I might have introduced... I might have interviewed him and just we were talking on video chat in the beginning. Uh, I'll try to get that out. I forgot about that. He was amazing. He signed up with the Sunrise Movement um, a year ago. And already has one of these, I think, $15 an hour jobs and is moving up teaching people about how the Green New Deal projects work in your community, how important it is, how it can affect change, um, how to become a community organizer. Um, oh my goodness, what was his name? I want to say it's like Moon Peace or oh, I'm just blanking done so many interviews already this year I think I've done my goal was to do 50 or to do 25 in November December and I think I ended up doing 50 since November um which is one a, uh, a week for me for a year so I hope you're enjoying season three as much as I've been enjoying um, releasing the episodes and getting the episodes out there. I just, you know, edited Greg Peterson was the most recent one was such a fun one to share with you. I have this fun woman, Melinda Cordell, who's going to come out, um, this Monday. Um, and then, uh, Nikki Jabor, I just started editing Nikki Jabor. Oh my goodness. Does she talk fast, but what a great episode. Um, so I just hope you're enjoying them all as much as I have been enjoying listening to them. Of course, thanks to Pete at Podscribe, I can work on my artwork while I'm editing the audio instead of typing the show notes, which, but you know, oh, that was the other thing. I did that homeschool life, um, homesteader virtual summit, which if you want to check out, they're re-releasing it. So I think it was $9 to get in, but you can get the replay for a year for $29. I don't know if they're doing another new one for 9 bucks, but I saw them on Facebook. Or maybe they're just re-releasing um, the one that they recorded. Um, who was it? Um, 
Drew and Drew and Lacey from Homeschool Life. That was so fun to do because the other homesteaders, it was really neat for me to connect with them. Um, and there's a ton of you that have come from that. So new listeners from the Homeschool Life with Drew and Lacey, I'm, I'm glad you're here and joining us and I hope you're enjoying and learning. And uh, if anybody has any questions, what else? Patty was amazed to hear Mike put our raspberries in the ground yesterday. So again, it is April 3rd. Um, I have notes from our gardens back almost 23 years. Um, and almost every year, Mike has planted in the ground the things like lettuce, um, peas, stuff that can go in the ground right away the first to second week in April. And here we are, April 2nd. He put the raspberries in the ground yesterday that I got from Peaceful Valley. Is that a Grow Organic? They've always been my favorite YouTuber. Uh, that's where I'm ordering our soil test from this year. Uh, Eileen in Jersey got her raspberries and blueberries from them. I ordered our raspberries and blueberries from them this year. I also ordered our... Um, is that where I got my uh, a lot of my herb seeds? That's where I got, I think, the snapdragon seeds, the marigold seeds from them this year. I also ordered some edible sunflowers from a place called Eden Seeds somewhere on the East Coast. I want to say they're in Maryland. So there's special seeds that actually that you can actually eat. Mike turned to me one day and he's like, too bad you don't eat sunflower seeds as much as bird seed. And then he's like, wait, you do put sunflower seeds on all of your salads, don't you? And I do. Um, but I've never put the seeds that we've grown because I've always got them from bird seed. And I just kind of always worried, where did that seed come from? So this year I have edible seeds that <laughs> they were funny. Eden seed was like, you can't eat our seeds. What would make you? Nothing is, you know, FDA approved. And I'm like, no, I don't want to eat the seeds I'm getting for you. I want to grow the seeds. And then from the sunflowers heads that I harvest, eat those seeds. I was like, it said edible. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can totally do that. So I bought bunches of those that I'm going to plant. Now, those I just put directly in the ground on Earth Day. And if I put them in the ground on Earth Day, I know they have enough time to go to seed. There are other seeds if I put in the ground later, like through May and through June, you'll get blooms but they might not necessarily have enough time to go to sea before it freezes. The other, on the flip side, you got to make sure you harvest them before the birds eat them. Um, and then if you're harvesting from the for a bouquet, then you're not going to be able to. Um, the seeds haven't had time to form. Uh, so what else do I have growing? So my zinnias are growing. My marigolds are growing. My arugula. Now, if you are on my email list, you got an email from me the other day saying, how many plants have you already killed this season? I have already killed two batches of arugula, but I do have one that Mike grew for me that started for me that's growing really nicely that I've been like adding the little baby leaves to salads and pizzas. And last night, Mike made fresh bread. So I just the bread and put arugula. It was like an arugula sandwich. It was so good. I mean, fresh arugula can go in anything. It can go in a stew. It can go in soup. It can go on potatoes. It can just add spice to any salad. It's just fresh arugula is like nothing. And uh, baby leaves just, they're so good. But 
hopefully, you know, they'll grow as big as salad. He said I can get the lettuce in the ground. Um, so here in Montana, we're ready, ready to put lettuce seed in the ground. The mini farm's kind of down in a shadier spot, so he's not ready to plant that as much as the garden beds and the deep beds thaw before the ground thaws. What else do we have growing? Um, he has broccolis that are probably six inches high that he's ready to transplant um, as soon as he picks what bed they're going to go in. I think I can put kale and Swiss chard. If you're growing mustard greens, I think those can all go in the ground here in Montana. Um, this week, and it's actually a good time because we're going to have a warmer sun. We might get a little snow in the morning that will melt into um, the ground and kind of water things. It's kind of a good time. Um, it hasn't rained yet, so it's not too wet to get stuff in. Um, what else can I tell you? And I promise I will quit talking. <laughs> John Lee Dumas came out with a new book called The Common Path to Uncommon Success, A Romance to Financial Freedom and Fulfillment. It is a great read. Even if you are a teacher and you just want your heart fulfilled or a nurse, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to love his book. He talks about being a person of value, and that's what will fulfill your heart. Um, but what was I going to talk about that book? Uh, oh, when he was starting his podcast, he made a list of things he loved about podcasts and things he hated. And one of his things were on, were podcast hosts who, um, it, what was the con, was podcasters who interrupt their guests and talk too much. And so if I've been interrupting my guests and talking too much and repeating my stories about the tomatoes, I'm sorry. What did he say? The host repeated stories about themselves that listeners had heard many times. The host rambled and interrupted guests. The show lasted twenty. The show lasted forty-five to seventy-five minutes with less than twenty minutes of actual value. So if I am doing any of those things, I promise I will try not to. I'll try to be a better host. I, I you know, it's like a fine line between making sure the file is going to be 53 minutes to send to PR and making sure my guest shares enough value, keeping track of the time, making sure if you guys have questions or if I can, you know, give a little bit of expertise that I feel like is working here, but not oversharing my story. So I apologize. Um, I will try to do better. You know, I am definitely here to serve you and, be the best host that I can be. Mike and I most of all want you to have um, an organic oasis that you love, that you enjoy. Again, I feel like something that makes the Green Organic Garden podcast stand out is we're not just about growing healthy vegetables. If you don't want to grow any food, because I know the learning curve to growing food is difficult. Um, hopefully at least you're growing flowers in your garden. If you want a lawn for your kids to play soccer on, your dogs to run on, that are close to, you know, your kids are learning how to crawl on. You don't want them breeding in those chemicals. If you want an organic lawn, you're putting in those flowers that are going to bring in the beneficial insects that are going to bring in the pollinators. I saw the cutest little butterflies on my walk with the dogs yesterday. Patty told me, she's like, well, when you're walking with the dogs, make sure you grab a scoop of that fungi under the big trees to mix in with your compost. And I'm like, well, why don't I just go for, to one of the big trees on our property and do that? And she's like, oh, yeah, you could do that. But um, if you haven't read Nicole Masters' For the Love of Soil, 
Um, it was a great read. I never thought I would be interested in the least about reading about soil, but it was so good. My brother gifted me um, a couple of audiobooks, and that was one of the audiobooks I got for Christmas because it was so good. Um, and then I was able to share the hard copy um, with some people, and then I'm just going to re-listen to the audiobook when I get back into my car. I've already read, I've already listened to half of it, but as Nicole says in the beginning, she's like, I can't believe people told me they've listened to the audiobook four, five, six times. It's because she's like this master storyteller, but also just the information she shares is amazing. As she talks to farmers in New Zealand, talks to farmers here in Montana, ranchers, um, people who are regenerating their soil using her five soil principles, which Patty Armbruster shares with us. So again, join Patty and I on Grow Live. I can't believe I've been talking into my phone now for 32 minutes. Um, hope you've gotten some value <laughs> out of what I've shared. And just, um, I know you have lots of choices for your earbuds, but as Richard Motz has said, um, you know, when he was driving truck, the Organic Gardener podcast kept him going. So I hope it's going for you. I know I was waiting for Hillary to put another episode out. I've been waiting for some of my favorite podcasters that took breaks over Christmas to get back. So I hope I've done a good job of producing season three for you. Um, if you have any questions, let us know if there's anything we can do. Grow healthy, grow local, buy local, support your local farmer, um, and have a wonderful Easter. Uh, get ready for Earth Day. Happy Saturday. Want to donate directly to the show? You can buy me a cup of coffee where your donation goes directly to support the Green Organic Garden Podcast it helps for thing, pay for things like hosting the MP3 files, maintaining the website. It's super easy. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening. And remember, grow local.